0: It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. Welcome to the
1: Be the People show. Today we're going to talk about President Trump and mask wearing. For many conservatives, we have followed the president's lead and we've only worn masks when we had to put them on. And now the president is saying that if you're a true patriot, you ought to wear masks. We ought to do anything that can slow down this disease and keep people safe. And so the president has done an about front on this. Joining me today to talk about this is Malcolm Out Loud. Malcolm is the editor-in-chief and host of Viewpoint this Sunday and the voice of a nation on America Out Loud. And America Out Loud is a network that carries this show. Malcolm launched America Out Loud in April 2016, and so he's going to be talking today about the mass and about politics in general. And I hope he can close with some advice for patriots out there who might be very upset that the president has done what some see as an about front. So, Malcolm, welcome to the Be the People show.
0: Awesome, Carol. It is great to be with you always.
1: Well, we have kind of reversed roles because usually you're interviewing me and I'm on Viewpoint uh, Sunday or one of your shows.
0: Indeed. Yeah. And it's been and it's been great. So this is unusual. And by the way, I usually deny most of the requests for interviews. So I'm here with you because it's you.
1: Tell our listeners what you think of the president's decision to come out in favor of wearing masks and to wear one himself.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, So let's take a look first, Carol, at the president's tweet. He said, we are united in our effort to defeat the invisible China virus. And many people say that it is patriotic to wear a face mask when you can't socially distance. There is nobody more patriotic than me, your favorite president. Now that's the tweet he put out. The first thing I noticed, Carol, is that tweet did not get much traction for a presidential tweet. Uh, it only got a hundred thousand retweets and about 300,000 likes. and so and that's been out a couple of days. So that was not heavily retweeted. a lot of people probably ignored it. So my guess is, A lot of his base probably just ignored it and realized he's been put up to doing this somehow because the face mask, let's face it, has become a political tool for both the left and the right. And the president really took a gamble here and a chance, I think. Uh, Very unusual for him to go against the base, but that's what we have here right now. And I don't know if this is gonna be a good move for the president or not.
1: Well, it gives the impression that he caved. And for some of us, people may raise the question of, well, if he is saying wear the mask, will he also try to get us all to take the vaccination? And is he caving to the left?
0: Yeah. And you're right. There's a lot of information coming out about that vaccination and it's coming fast where the federal government is buying, you know, uh, millions and millions of doses of this. And and again, it's another political item and it should be a personal choice. You know, Carol, in the feed on Twitter, let me just read you, you know, so what are conservatives thinking? What are patriots thinking? Let me just read you a couple here because it's interesting what people are thinking. Dawn says the mandating of a face mask is wrong. It should be a choice. So this woman here hit it right on this is right under the president's tweet now and so it and as i started to look more down the feed it was interesting as you look more at some of these it, one person says here diana i'm curious who says it's patriotic to wear a face mask the marxist left who inverts everything There was another person that came out, you know. Another one said, listen to this, I absolutely despise this photo of you in a mask, Mr. President. We know we're living in a horror show and this doesn't help us get over it. Masks don't work and they are a sign of enslavement to them. And them is in parentheses. Uh, and one last one uh, it says, you look good, sir. And I can't wait to vote for you. So you see, a lot of people are going to hit against it. And then some are just going to say, whatever, you know, and move on. Right.
1: I just find that the administration, there are so many things that I believe that they could have done to challenge uh, the incompetency of the CDC early on, the NIH, John Hopkins. And we've talked about the ties to Bill Gates, the John, Johns Hopkins um, Medical Center, the ones that are putting out the data, that they are deeply in bed with Bill Gates. And yet we have not seen anyone with authority from the Trump administration stand up to those um, forces.
0: Yeah, no, we haven't, and that's where I think a lot of people are really confused as to what the message is, and that really is the, the point of the whole face mask, because initially they said don't wear one, it wasn't good for you, and then it was, and a lot of this misinformation, but but let me share with you something else here about the mask. now. In that feed, by the way, there was a message from the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, the AAPS, that was in President Trump's feed now, I'm telling you. And I'm very familiar with the AAPS. Uh, We have folks from that network um, of doctors on our network from time to time, so I'm very familiar. Here's what they say, which I think is interesting, Carol. I mean, the question becomes, does the mask work or does it not? And they say, and follow this now, a COVID-19 particle is 0.125 micrometers, okay? 0.125 an influenza virus micrometer is 0.08 to 0.12. So roughly about the same size, Carol. Yet a human hair on your head is about 150, 150 micrometer. So that puts that in perspective, but here's what they say. The mask is too porous, and it doesn't stop this from coming through the mask. So it really serves no purpose. I've had doctors on our shows, on our network, Completely verified that this mask is not going to work. So then you ask yourself, what purpose does it serve? And I think that's where it's become very political. A lot of conservatives and patriots believe that is simply a tool. Uh, to send an alarm to people uh, that you know we have this problem and that we're supposed to not get out and live life and it's not supposed to be normal and that's the problem I think a lot of people and 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 the other thing Carol you walk into a restaurant today or a retail place if you're dared to do it and you know they all have masks on but half of them are hanging from their head and their ears and their noses and mouth are exposed and I'm saying what's the point of this so it's like become a real laughing joke I think you know.
1: It, it certainly has. And I find it very troubling. And I would like to think that the president did it to take an issue away from the political left. And that's the most generous uh, interpretation I can give to it. But if the president is hmm. seen as caving you know, repeatedly to the political left, and I find it quite troubling that the federal government would buy all these doses of vaccines that enrich people like Bill Gates even more than they are now. Uh, there's too much you know, finan- financial gain as well as politics involved in the mass, the vaccine, the COVID scare, and this whole thing about testing. And I can tell you that in Nashville, I've had several people tell me that they were in line to get the test because you, we're taking the test regardless of whether we feel sick. We keep taking the test they left the line because the line was so long, they got a notice that they had tested positive.
0: They, they tested positive for the test?
1: They did not take the test. They were in line. And so I guess people took their names and their information they were in the line oh, to get that's tested. Right. that's
0: right. I've heard of those reports, Carol, you're right. And so you're saying that this thing is, we're not even getting you know, actual real results, right? I mean, and I think that's what we're seeing in a lot of the cases, these reports we're getting, uh, they're not always what they should be. But Carol, that goes right back to how this whole thing happened to begin with. When the numbers were initially put in the models, remember the models? I and definitely
1: do. I wrote about
0: them, yes. R- right, and we were supposed to have, what, between two, at, at least a couple of million dead, like, in, instantly, up to some reports, had it up to close to 20 million people. I mean, this was a major catastrophe, and if you remember that moment, Carol, two to 20 million, okay, all right, fine, um, then then they convinced Americans we were going to lock down things for two weeks, and I remember the thought I had to myself, Carol, I thought, two weeks, wow. That's like, like a lot of, I mean, that's like major. We're going to lock down the whole country. And I remember walking outside one day and seeing like the dog park locked up, uh, the, the sports arena in the neighborhoods locked up, other things locked up. And I thought, wow, like, this is crazy. Like they're locking everything up with signs on it. You can't go in, you can't touch, you can't do. And so what happened is that two weeks became, four weeks became, uh, six weeks became two months, and then people started saying, hey, man, what's going on? And on top of that, the the political people in Washington, their answer back was, we'll just give people $1,200 to shut them the hell up. And in the meantime, you know, we we had a we we locked everything down. And the sad part about this now is a lot. I I bet you this, I bet you a third of the businesses out there are not going to come back a third to maybe, I don't know if it could even be higher than that are not going to come back from this pandemic COVID episode. People are hurting bad. This was not a good uh, decision, I think.
1: And the Democrats in the cities and States that they run, they really don't care here in Nashville. It was already unaffordable. And so people are losing their homes and their businesses. And those homes and businesses, the properties will be snapped up by wealthy people. And a lot of those people are the Democratic elites because what they're doing, they're punishing in Nashville the businesses that didn't support the mayor. And that included uh, the bars, Dan Tan. They're saying that all restaurants have to close by 10 p.m., Mm -hmm. and the bars are, are included. And the mayor encouraged protests, protest groups as large as 10,000 to be in downtown Nashville, and he allowed the party buses where people get on those buses and carts and things and drink. He did not shut them down. They must be owned by Democrats.
0: Well, that's what got everybody upset is this selective uh, shutdown. You're exactly right. That, that's what got a lot of people upset. Everything was very selective. And as you know, you reported on this as well. I mean, they allowed abortion clinics to stay open. Uh, they allowed certain things to stay open, uh, but you couldn't go to church. And you could, I mean, it was really bizarre. And, you know, the problem in the history of all of this is this. The Marxist left, you give them an inch, they take a mile you give them two inches and they'll they'll just jam it down your throat. And th- the problem is you can't. And what happens here with all of this, unless there's a pushback, then I think we're in a heap of trouble. And that's what we're seeing here with the selective closings where well, you couldn't do certain things, but you could do other things. And the problem with all that, Carol, it was all the local mayors and the, the city and council, councilmen, and governors, the local politicians were making that. And the bigger problem with all that is a lot of these local municipalities are run by socialist left Democrats. And that's just a problem with the right. They have taken their eye off the ball. right? And they're not voting in these local races. And I'm really concerned for that, Carol.
1: We're going to take a break, and when we return, we'll continue this conversation with Malcolm Out Loud. Hello, I'm Carol Swain of Be the People. I'm proud to endorse Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone network. After years of dealing with big cell phone companies, I made the decision to support a business that supports my conservative Christian values. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide phone service at an affordable price. Most importantly, a portion of the money you spend is given to organizations that support the sanctity of human life, gun rights, and religious liberty. There are no long-term contracts or hidden fees, and unlimited plans start as low as $25 a month. So do me a big favor. Contact Patriot Mobile at patriotmobile.com forward slash carol or call 972 hatred. When you mention Code Carol, you'll get your activation fee waived and receive a free gift for switching service. Switch today and start supporting a company that supports your values. I'm back with my guest, and Malcolm, you were talking about the local governments, and I can tell you that in Nashville, they did not lay off a single... City employee. And as far as I know, the cafeteria workers who are among the lowest paid, as well as uh, the teachers are still drawing their salaries.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh, this whole system, again, I think has been selective in who's making the decisions and how they're making them. Without being honest with people, and this is where I think the president needs to be honest and just say to the American people what the truth is. And, you know, sometimes the truth can hurt. And sometimes it's not exactly what you want to hear at all times. But I think it brings me back to the days when you'd see Ronald Reagan come on the camera, uh, Carol, and you've seen him speak passionately and authentically to the American people. And it, When that happened, right, if you remember, it stopped the conversation in its tracks. And you knew that you were being spoken to in an honest, sincere way without some of the politics. And that's what it means, I think, to be an American, to be patriotic. And that's what I encourage this president to do. Don't play partisan politics. Just get out and say the truth in these conferences and these press briefings. Uh, The American people can handle the truth. Let them know what the truth is, though. Don't you think?
1: I agree with you and I have always felt that this president has had the wrong people surrounding him. I know that Don Jr. and Eric uh, Trump are conservative, but when it comes to Ivanka and uh, Jared Kushner, they concern me as well as some of the other people that are just a little bit too close to the president. And I believe he probably gets pressure 24 seven To move in a direction that's contrary to his instincts. I think this president has outstanding good instincts when it comes to the American people and what we need as a nation. But I think sometimes he allows his advisors to override his gut.
0: It's an interesting point you bring up about Ivanka and Jared, Uh, more moderate, you're saying, and you could even say some people would say probably left of center with Ivanka more so looking at her history of politics. It reminds me that, you know, you have to remember that President Trump was a Democrat for many years, uh, just as Ronald Reagan was, in fact. And, you know, what do they say, Carol, when you're younger, you have more liberal views, but as you get older and you understand the reality of life, you get more conservative. Is that correct? Right? Right.
1: Yes. And I think Urban Krista described a neoconservative as a liberal that been, what was it, a liberal that's been hit by, mugged by reality or something like that
0: or hit by an uncommon bus, I don't know which, but uh, you know, really, though, I mean, but there is something to what you say there, because they always say a president is sort of, um, you know, they're, they're isolated, they don't have the communication with people, they say it's the like, the loneliest job in the country is to be president of the United States. And I've heard that many times through my life. And the information, everything is censored so much around him. And so in this case here, he only hears from those people, you're exactly right, those immediate ones around him. And the president's philosophies and views have changed over time. But I think a lot of people forget that, because a lot of Republicans even say, oh, Ivanka will be a future president or something, or 2024, or 2028, or whatever, you know? And she is more uh, to the left of that center aisle probably. But I think there is something good about this too, Carol. The president looks at problems and issues as 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 real problems and issues as a CEO would. And I think he wants to solve them. This is one of the beautiful things, in fact, I love about this president. He wants to solve the problems, not through the eyes of a Republican or a Democrat, but through the eyes of an American. And this is what I think makes this president great, quite honestly. I really believe this. And I think that's the way he tackles every problem. And I think he really wants to solve it Come back, and I also like the fact he's willing to hear all opinions and all thoughts, and I really love that also. Including his daughter, who he loves very much. And, and listen, there's nothing wrong so much with our friends that are moderates or just left of center. The problem is the extremists, the Marxists, the I on agree. both sides, you know, the left and the right. Um, this racial divide and the supremacy over here, and the race and all this stuff that's out of whack. That's not where America is, Carol.
1: I agree one hundred percent, and. I think that we need to support the president, but when he does things that make us uncomfortable, I believe that we are obligated to let him know that as well, because we want him to be successful. We want our nation to thrive. And right now we are at the mercy of the political left. Uh, When it comes to lawlessness, that should have been brought under control by now. It has not been brought under control. And with the coronavirus, we are being manipulated big time. And it's not about whether the virus is real or not. We all know that it's real, but also the common cold is a coronavirus. And right now the death from COVID-19, and I make a distinction between deaths with COVID-19 and deaths uh, from COVID-19, the deaths from COVID-19 Are below uh, that for the flu. And if we shut down our country, mass up every time a virus comes through the land, we will be in mass forever. We will never come out of mass. And every foreign nation that wants to stop the US will send their bio weapons our way because they know that we have a response that destroys our country. They don't have to fire a shot. They can destroy us by letting us do it to ourselves. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, I gotta tell you, Carol, what makes you, I believe, one of the most unique uh, commentators and analysts, I think, in the nation is what you just said, because not only was it true, but just before that you identified by saying well listen you know the truth you know we 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 are gonna call this out or call that message out or call the president out when it's not right because it's for the betterment of our country and that's what i think separates actually you from a lot of people that you and i just think it's important to mention that and i'm sure listeners know that already because they listen to you and it's, it's your authenticity and genuineness that are so appealing That's where I come from. I like to think I come from the same school you do in regards to that. The truth can hurt. And what you just point out about COVID-19 is so accurate. You know, there are a lot of risks in our lives. There's a risk just getting up in the morning and walking out your front door. I mean, life is that way. We can't live in a shell or a bubble like the boy in the bubble, worried about everything that happens. And that's where this thing has become so badly politicized and abused. And we have to remember, a great many people have an agenda with whatever they're putting out there. And it's sad to say, but a lot of human beings have an agenda. And as wicked as that sounds, it's accurate and that agenda oftentimes goes with along with what serves them well and all the diseases and all the problems out there, this COVID-19 is not near the top of the list. So then you ask yourself, well, why are we locking things down? Why are we getting crazy? Why are we all wearing masks? Why are we all talking about mandatory vaccines? Why, why, why? And then you say, oh, I see why. Well, because this is an election year. Oh, because this is political. And that's what gets a lot of people upset. And that's the danger in where you started when you asked about the president saying it's patriotic to wear a mask. I'm going to tell you right now, I disagree with the president on this. It is not patriotic to wear a mask. I think that is nothing but rubbish. And I didn't say that at the top of the program yet, because I wanted to get into his Twitter feed and see what people are thinking. Now, I respect the president, and uh, he must have reasons for doing what he did. I don't know all of them. So I get it. But this is a very bad political game, and I hope it doesn't come back to bite him.
1: Well, I certainly uh, hope that the president is paying attention and that he listens to people like us, because, you know, we're not, we're just us, right? Um, But we're trying to make a difference in the world. We love the president. We love our nation. And we don't like what the political left is doing to all of us.
0: No, we don't. No. And you're right. No, we do. We love our nation. Listen, I'm as patriotic as I could be as a person. I love America. I mean, I love America all the way. I mean, I'm here. And and this country, this nation is an amazing place. I count my blessings every day, Carol, when I put my feet on the ground and I uh, really mean this. I realized the, the, the benefit and the beauty of our nation, the majesty of America. And that's what patriotism is all about, which is why you know so many of us were upset when they were kneeling for our flag and right. doing things that were so offensive. I mean, it's not real complicated, Carol. We love our nation, we love our military, we love our law enforcement. We, what's there not to love? I mean, when you look around the planet and you look around this, this earth, I mean, this is the place to be is the majesty of America.
1: I agree with you and it is very disheartening when you think about our nation and how with this president for the last four years he has had to battle people who have tried to prevent him from doing what he was elected to do and I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime I hope to never see it and I hope the next four years will not be a repeat.
0: Wish I could be. And I'm, I'm an optimist, but I mean, these people are not going to let go. They are the ultimate dog with a bone. And we've seen that for the past three and over half years now, Carol. Uh, it's one thing after the next. There has never been a morning that this president could wake up in the White House and walk out and say, oh, what a beautiful day. And there is no controversy where they're coming after me, hook, line and sinker. It has never happened because before he stepped foot in the White House, they were after him because they did it in the campaign mode and they were trying to pull him down and it was all wrong, it was all criminal. And so here we are, and we're paying a price for this, and here's what's happened, and you, you know about this so well because you speak about this, the Marxist left are on the move. The, social, the Democrat party is no longer, they are history, sadly. And they have been infiltrated badly from a Marxist socialist agenda. There's, this isn't a talking point, it's a reality of life, Carol. And now it's gonna be for us to save this nation because it will not exist if we succumb to the powers to be right now.
1: You are absolutely right. We're going to take another break. And when we return, I want you to give uh, our audience their marching orders.
0: AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. As we celebrate our four-year anniversary, thank you for making it all possible. should it news deliver truth and inspire us to reach higher? With blogs, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We are the vision of the voices America Out Loud Talk Radio. What
1: if there was a book? that took the mystery out of prayer, one that made it easier for people to pray God's Word with miraculous results. There is such a book, Joy Lamb's The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God is a handbook that has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. You can order your life-changing copy from Joy Lamb's website, theswordofthespiritbook.com. Order Joy's book and listen to her audio prayers while you're there. I'm back with Malcolm Out Loud and we're trying to save America. And I would like Malcolm to close out the show by just giving you all his thoughts about what we all need to be doing.
0: Thank you, Carol. Um, well, listen, I spent over 25 years in corporate boardrooms, Carol. That's where I was dealing with business people. And I realized back then most of the, the brilliance and uh, beauty of people was in the business community, a lot of them were not running for politics, sadly. And that's where we didn't get best in class in the political world. I mean, you agree with that, right? Certainly. We didn't get a lot of them in the political world, sadly. They were far and few in between, which is why when President Trump ran for office, it was highly unusual. And the fact that he never, I mean, he never even ran for office before then. He didn't even run for mosquito control, Carol. I mean, come on. I mean, it's the first time he ran for national office or any office and he won the presidency. That's history in the making right there. But that really is what the framers thought. And that was what the beauty of America was always going to be. Is Mr. or Mrs. Citizen going to serve the people That is the beauty of our republic, our representative government, really and truly. And we are blessed people. So listen, we have to get in front of these stories I'm an optimist. I believe in this nation. I believe in the, the Ronald Reagan, the peace through strength, but I also believe in the shining city on a hill and what America is. That is the might and the beauty of America. We are a fair people. Uh, We're not a racist people. I don't buy that. There is always going to be a percentage of the population who has evil thoughts, or who are demented in some way. That is not the majority. The problem is the socialist Marxists are using that against the populace to gain control because at the end of the day, this is all about power. It's the power they seek and it's the power they want and they will grab by hook or by crook. So we've got to get in front of this, Carol. We've got to stand tall and the big lesson for everybody out there is pay attention to your local races. I'm talking about your county and city commissioners probably even your homeowners association for that matter. But uh, all the way there from your mayors to your governors, this has not been a good job that Republicans and conservatives or patriots have done. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, Carol, if they go in and vote for the president and they don't vote for the rest of the offices because the socialists are running too many of our cities and our states, and it's causing a problem.
1: Well, here's another thing that I have noticed with the um, political left and, Democrats that want to run as Republicans, they will craft their campaigns to appeal to the uh, stereotypes of white evangelicals. And so uh, it makes a lot of sense that if they think you're a bigot, they're going to pick their issues and position themselves in a way to make themselves seem as conservative uh, as conservative as you are, when they may not actually hold those views. And once they get elected, you find out that they were wearing a mask. And so the mask comes off.
0: Yeah, well, they have an agenda. And this this is one of the beautiful things about this president, in fact, is he says it like it is. The attraction and why Americans love number 45 is because he's truthful. And sometimes his truth will will bite him uh, because he puts it out there. And I know the political elite look and say, did he just say that? Did the president, and yeah, he just said that. And that's what this president kind of does. So listen. For me, I'm a simple man. I, am, I, I love our nation. I'm here uh, at the front of this uh, trying to battle the evil. I really see this as an ultimate battle of good versus evil, more than I see this as a battle of Democrat versus Republican. And that is really as honest as I can be with you, Carol. This is a battle of good versus evil. That's the fight I take on every day of my life. It's a fight we represent at America Out Loud. And so my goal was to put it all forth and get the information out there, the news, highlight the stories, and bring a positive, uplifted message, a truthful message, but a message that needs to be said. And that's what we do at AmericaOutloud.com, Carol.
1: Malcolm, thank you so much for being a guest on my show for the first time, and I hope it will not be the last time. Uh, I think we make beautiful music together, and so uh, I need to have you back.
0: Thank you, Carol.
1: And to my listeners, as always, remember that it's up to us, the we the people mentioned in the preamble of the Constitution, to stand up and be the people that save our nation and our world. Until next time.